Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. Anyone who wants to get on, say, a comedy stage, if you're a radio host, you have to take everything you know about radio and put that in a closet because they're two totally different worlds. There's very few similarities in radio and stand-up comedy. Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second-generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Chris Baker started coming to Omaha as a comic in the early 90s, working at the Funny Bone Comedy Club. The great audiences and experiences quickly made Omaha one of his favorite stops. Later, Chris's career moved into talk radio, starting at WIOD in Miami, and includes stops in Kansas City, Houston, and Minneapolis. And then he was nominated for Major Market Talk Show Host of the Year three times in a row. His dream opportunity opened up at Omaha's regional powerhouse, KFAB. During his afternoon drive show, Chris likes to mix the serious with the absurd, or as he likes to call it, a mix of the salt and the sugar. Sometimes known as road rage relief. His expertise on air, on stage, and online make him perfect for brand with on demand. We are proud to welcome the multi-talented Chris Baker. Hi. Hey, welcome, Chris, and thanks for being here. So, comedian on stage, on the air, if there were one thing you wanted people to know about Chris Baker, what would it be? I don't consider myself some leader, some host, I think, uh, take themselves a little too serious. We're here to entertain people and tell them where to shop, and the world cracks up, and uh, I'm here to chronicle it. That's kind of my approach. So, <laughs> Well, Chris, you've done a lot of things from being on stage to on air. When did you first decide that sharing your thoughts with an audience, no matter where that audience was, was going to be your thing? And then how did you come later to make that happen in radio? I grew up listening to the McClendon stations in Dallas, Texas. It was all high energy, top 40. And I've always been a big music fan. But even as a kid growing up, I liked the music. But I really wanted to hear the announcers. I liked the DJs. And still to this day, I used to listen to The Wolfman. I used to listen to Ken and Granny in the morning. Jimmy Rabbit, you know, there were these really great high personality DJs. So I grew up listening to the radio and I always knew that I wanted to be in radio. And I've always been much more comfortable in a studio or on stage than I ever am at a party or anything like that. So even though I always knew I was going to, I wanted to be in radio, I, I took a stand up comedy route. Mm hmm. So you've chosen to make a life at a big stick AM in a market that a lot of people would love. At this point in your career, what factors influence you most when choosing a radio home? I had the good fortune as a road comic. There were certain cities that I would always schedule more than other cities. But I always liked Omaha because... As a comic, it's kind of interesting. It's the rawest form of entertainment. It truly is. It's just a guy, his thoughts, and a microphone. And so the best audiences, believe it or not, are the audiences in the Midwest. They'll go wherever you want to go. And believe it or not, really goofy redneck audiences, mm -hmm. which a lot of people would be very surprised at that. But in reality, I could always work much cleaner because there was no pretension in those audiences. They're just they're there to have just as much of a good time as you are. 
And so I always really enjoyed Midwestern audiences. And, you know, another audience that I always did very well with and have continued in radio to do well with are minority audiences. Like I used to work a lot of gigs in Atlanta, places like that, where there were many times acts that I would work with, like Martin Lawrence, or they would do shows that were total black audiences. And a lot of comics I knew, they didn't, they didn't want to work those shows, but I always really loved working those shows because the thing was, is they came there to be entertained. And so they're going to go with you wherever you want to take them. But if you stink, they're going to let you know. (laughs) I just always really appreciated that. And uh, so, you know, in my radio career, the same thing has happened. I've always done well with non-traditional audiences and talk radio. I've always done well with women. I've always done well with minorities. And the reason why, I think, is because I'm just a very brutally honest radio host. And I don't sugarcoat anything. But at the same time, I don't want to bum everybody out and tell them that the whole world's going to collapse. I try to keep, you know, uh, a bit of sarcasm, the things that I do. And as I said earlier, not take myself too serious. I'm just a, I'm just a guy that looks at the world and has an opinion about it. Well, Chris, for any aspiring on-air folks that are listening and folks that are looking to expand and maybe get on the live stage, what steps can you recommend they take? Well, the first thing I would say is anyone who wants to get on, say, a comedy stage, if you're a radio host, you have to take everything you know about radio and put that in a closet because they're two totally different worlds. There's very few similarities in, in talk radio and stand-up comedy. The second thing I would tell them to do is go to some comedy clubs, watch comics. But the most important thing that they can do is go to open mic nights. Open mic nights are, this is where comics go cut their teeth. They're very tough audiences because they're made up predominantly of comics and their friends. And what you'll learn from doing that is you'll see people go up there that are just horrible. And so you'll be able to watch that and see, well, if that guy can go up there, I can certainly go up there and do it. Mm -hmm. But stand-up comedy, in fact, I always run into this with with program directors. It's always kind of interesting to me that a program director will start telling me about my show and things I need to do in my show, which I'm always willing to listen to. But when they start telling me, you know, it's like stand-up comedy. And, I'm, and of course, you know, to myself, I'm thinking, dude, you don't, know what, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not a comic. You've never been a comic. And you don't know. So, mm-hmm. And I know right. what they're doing. They're, they're, they're just trying to make it relatable. And I certainly respect that. Right. But the two are n- not similar at all. Yeah, the BS detector goes off on that one, huh? Yeah, but I understand, you know, they're, they're trying to relate it and they may see what they think is a similarity, but I know because I've done both that there really isn't a similarity. So I just filter out that it's like stand up, and I just listen to what people had to say, because look, you know, if you have a program director or an ops manager or something that is telling you something about your show, because they believe it's going to make your show better. You should be paying attention to them because mm-hmm. they wouldn't be in that position if they didn't have the credibility to be there. Right. So being based in Omaha, you're a neighbor of another famous Nebraska guy, Dan Whitney, better known as Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. Now you guys cross paths, I'm sure, on stand-up, and he's doing a radio show now for Sirius XM. 
Are you still in touch? And if so, what do you talk about? What do you learn from each other? Oh, well, Danny and I have known each other for over 30 years. We started at the same comedy club together. Uh, I was the house MC, and he was a local comic. So, you know, we talk all the time. We, we've been friends, like I said, for over 30 years. And years ago, when he started doing radio, I was putting him on my shows. I had him on my show, my original shows here in Omaha. And then we went to Kansas City. And then when I went to Houston and all these places, and I'll tell you a really great story. I remember where Cable Guy came from. I mean, I remember when we were just starting out, he did a bit. It started as just a stupid little bit. Danny was always, a he, and he still is, he's a one-liner comic. And he'll get a laugh every three to six seconds, which is hard to do. But he's that good. And it, it was just a bit where he would just look at the audience and say, hey, has this guy ever been to your house? There's a running gag with comics that you'll you know, you'll say I'm going to do an impression or you know have you ever seen this guy or whatever, and for whatever reason you turn around and then when you turn back around you're the completely different person. It's it's really goofy. Right. So Danny would turn around, he'd come turn back around, stick his belly out, and just go, "Hey, do you order cable?" And that was it. <laughs> and the audience just laughed hysterically, and so he started adding to it. And he'd, he'd add a couple of more things to it, a couple of more things to it. So one night we're at this comedy club, Comedy Corner, West Palm Beach, Florida. And he comes in there. We're in the back of the room and he's talking. And we said, do, the, do your whole show in that character. And he goes, you know, I've been thinking about that. I think I'll, I'll do it. And he did his whole show in that character. And wow. that's when Larry the Cable Guy was born. Great story. And yeah. You know, Danny is, he'll send me information for my show. He sometimes helps me get guests. We talk a lot about stuff. KFAB Omaha's Chris Baker with us. Somebody you'd like to hear from? We'd love to hear from you. Just email us show at brandwithondemand.com. We'd also like to say thanks for all the great feedback and comments on previous episodes. Guests like the killer CHR morning team, John Jay and Rich, Seattle rock morning icon, BJ Shea, the queen of urban mornings, Dee Dee McGuire, and so many others sharing their time so they can be with you for free. To check them out, just click the previous episodes link at brandwithondemand.com. Coming up, Chris Baker shares things he knows now that he really wishes he'd known way back then. Exploring media evolution in real time. Brandwith On Demand. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brandwood On Demand. We're with the star of Omaha Radio, KFAB's Chris Baker. Chris, what things do you know now that you really wish you'd known way back then? Oh, boy, that's a really good question because I'm a big believer in hindsight. The thing that's really helped me the most, yet it's the thing I battle with the most, and that is there's really very little you can control outside of your show. All you can control is how good your show is. You can't control sales. You can't control management. You can't control a big company. It's bigger than you. It doesn't care what you think. (laughs) And the best thing you can do is focus 
on your show. As far as other things that I've learned, it doesn't matter what market you're in. What matters is, are you happy and are you doing what you love to do? You know, some people say to me, why are you in Omaha, Nebraska? You've had so much experience in big markets and syndication and things like that. Well, because Omaha is a really good town. And my wife's here and I'm whipped. Uh, <laughs> Omaha, no, Omaha's a great town. It's like a big city in a small city, believe it or not. It's a real hidden gem. Mm -hmm. And I recognized this years ago. But, you know, one of the things that I regret about my career is that I was always chasing something. And I didn't really know what I was chasing. I guess I wanted to be the next Rush Limbaugh or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I dragged my family all over the country. And I regret that because it never really changed. I just went to different markets and was doing the same thing I was always doing, which was doing shows. So the thing that I know now that I didn't know then was that I'm happiest when I'm doing shows and it doesn't matter where I'm at. Mm -hmm. It's it's the show. It's always the show. That's great advice. Another thing that I I know now and I've always known and I and I love is that you never know who you meet, right? You can always learn something from every person that you meet. Always you can learn something from it. Even if you think some manager's an, an absolute booger eating moron, there is something that you can learn from him. The other thing is that always be ready to pass it on. As you grow in this industry, you learn so much. And there are people coming up behind you, and you can pass on your wisdom to them. You can open doors to them. And I'll tell you how that can end up. Many years ago, I was working here in Omaha, and they said, there's this guy, uh, he's a high school guy, just got out of school, and he really wants to be in radio, and he wants to intern for the summer here. And I said, okay, yeah, come on, put him on my show. And he's a good guy. I mean, we instantly mm -hmm. hit it off. He's much younger than me. Now, here's the funny thing. That guy who started with me as an intern, he's my boss now. He's <laughs> the program director of this radio station. And the coolest <laughs> part about it is he was born here. He grew up here. And now he's the program director of the Heritage AM talk station here in his hometown. Wow. And so when I was talking earlier about moving your family around and things like that, you don't have to do that to be happy and you don't have to do that to be successful. But, you know, that guy that you open a door for, that might be the guy you work for somewhere down the road. Absolutely. Terrific stuff. Our thanks to Chris Baker. He is something. KFAB Omaha. You'll find a link to some of Chris's stuff, including his blog, podcasts, and other things, all available at brandwithondemand.com. Big thanks to producer Cindy Huber. And coming up, a radio person who truly went Hollywood, but not how you might think. Why, hey, everybody, it's Shaggy Rogers and Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Hey, <laughs> Papa Smurf. And I'm small. Careful, guys. No blue humor. Heavens to Murgatroyd. It's Snagapause. What's going on? Jabba Jabba Doo. This is Fred Flintstone and my buddy Bonnie Rubble. <laughs> All right, Fred. Oh, tonight, you, me, Betty, and Bam Bam are going bowling. <laughs> Best of all, he's in radio to stay. The multi-talented Scott Innes. That's a wrap, Kipper. The secret to getting a bigger raise? It's the same one that will get you a better job offer. The five words that will change everything for you. 
It's in one minute Martinizing. You'll find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide. Any reuse or redistribution of Brand With On Demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover Brand With On Demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brand With On Demand.